The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the immensely talented Michelle Yu. Michelle, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling so much better, Billy. I know we missed last week because I was sick like deathly ill and then your kid had an (laughs) appendectomy emergency appendectomy yes yeah and it just did not work out good so we apologize yeah we apologize to the listeners we had i had a lot of texts like where's the show like people are angry when we don't post a show it's kind of funny (laughs) i like it i'm glad they get angry we're back though we're We're back back. we are back I'm going to do my very best next week when i'm in saudi to try and coordinate a day that we can a time yeah. that we can get together, but you'll have to be on the guest. You'll have to be on guest watch for next week when watch. I'm in Saudi. All right. This week we're going to have Dominic Savitas. I think that's how he says his name. He was a uh, part owner of Venetian Harbor. He's going to join us in a minute before we do. We have a lot of ground to cover because of what we missed last week. And Michelle, even though you weren't feeling well, you went on and did a phenomenal job on the eclipse awards. I assume that's something that we're going to talk about. The eclipse awards are something that we're going to talk about. Thank you for the compliment. It was a very rewarding thing to get to do. Uh, I'm just so glad I didn't immensely screw it up. And I have a little bumble to begin with. And I was like, oh, no, I hope this is not how the whole thing continues. But I think it wound up being good. And we kept everybody on on their allotted time schedule. I, You know, I, I watched bits and pieces of it. I apologize for not watching the whole thing. Uh, but, uh, I thought it was cool that they had all the, all the women, um, you and, and all my good friends, uh, um, Acacia Courtney, Gabby Badet and Brittany Yurton. Gabby, Brittany. I mean, what a, it's like a who's who, uh, it was pretty cool. The, The support between all of the girls, by the way, was the best. Like women can be catty or whatnot. And I feel like in racing, we all do kind of band together a little bit, but the way that we did it was awesome. Like sitting backstage, this is like the the key moment for me. We're all watching each other because we had rehearsed together and we knew the parts that each other were slipping up on or didn't like and right. what we'd worked on, right? Mm-hmm. So at one point it was a a story that Gabby was not like thrilled about, but she wanted to get through it and she did it. And Brittany goes, yes, nailed it. Like a lot of support. It was awesome. It was great. Was there any, was it, so there was no drama. Cause I think it would be a great spot to bring up some drama. I, you know what? I wish there was, um, there was no drama that I can even remotely think of. We did sing some gangster rap. Well, oh, I, here's the, here's the only drama we had Yeah, was like literally the night before we're like, what time's hair and makeup coming? And they were like, uh, we don't, we don't know who booked hair and makeup. Well, no one had booked hair and makeup. So literally like six hours before the event, everybody's like on the phone trying to find someone to do hair (laughs) and makeup for us. That's funny. That's good. Well, you guys all look beautiful and I don't, that is not, uh, my misogynistic self talking. (sighs) 
you're funny. <laughs> you're so funny. You have to be care- you know, you have to be careful these days. You really do. do. You? Oh yeah. I mean, I think we're all on the verge of getting canceled instantly if if you say the wrong thing. The the woke police are everywhere, Michelle. Ugh. I know. So lame. It's Anyone that so... wants to compliment me, I do not uh, I'm not offended. <laughs> It's really strange, though, our, our society. But that's a whole other podcast. We could have a yes. whole podcast just on the woke police. Okay. That's actually a cool name, Billy. Woke police. I like that. So the, we're going to do three things of note, right? Yeah. Let's do I it. I just like jumping the gun. I'm so excited. I'm having okay. a decaf coffee. So I'm like. Why yeah. are you having decaf? I don't drink caffeine. At all? Uh, I mean, if I have like a crown and Coke, I guess I have a little bit of. <laughs> in that but like generally no i don't i don't drink caffeine okay go ahead three things of note three things of note go ahead michelle start it off first be the eclipse awards were this week i want to know if there were any surprises for you um are there any surprise you know let me just go let me just pull it up or go through them really quick and i'll just say surprise or lock do you have Um, it in front of you okay well i think to me the biggest surprise was certainly Essential quality beating out Medina Spirit for best three-year-old. And I, maybe it's I, not necessarily a surprise, but I was disappointed in some of our voters for going in that direction. You know, I agree. I, I, I agree. I thought it, it wasn't shocking, but it certainly was a surprise. Right? right. I I was disappointed. And do you think, though, that people did that because of the whole Baffert thing? Yes. I think he only... I think he only got... Knocked down because they are hating on Baffert. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Um, so and, and, that and, was. And do the, and then to do have the stats. As... Wait, do the stats too because, um, I mean, uh, he won the Derby, although we're still waiting for that, which is crazy. Uh, he he beat. Medina uh, Spear also beat older horses, which Essential Quality never did. Cri- he ran second in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Correct. And he won the Santa Anita Derby and, like you said, the Kentucky Derby. Essential Quality won the Belmont and the Traverse, but he finished behind Medina Spirit in the Breeders' Cup and in the Kentucky Derby, and he never faced older horses. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree that it's surprising. It should have been closer. How about that? Yeah, so the voting the voting was essential quality 131 to Medina Spirit 84, and then Life is Good, Hurricane Nation, and Hot Rod Charlie each got a nod. I'll give you another one other little surprise. Okay, um, Jackie's Warrior. Yes, that was my next one. Yeah. Jackie's Warrior, complete surprise to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, he had an amazing year as a especially as a three year old, but, but he but he only won one grade one, right? And he did not even come close in the Breeders' Cup, nope. and he never beat older horses. He was strictly restricted to three-year-olds. Correct. At least Dr. Shevel beat older horses, even though it wasn't like, you know, a, a, in the Breeders' Cup. And even, you know, it, it's one of those things that you have to look at. Is it, are you are you looking at the body of work or the, or the horse? And right. Because I think a case could have been made for Flightline. So I voted for Flightline. He actually got 33 votes. Jackie's Warrior got 110 and Aloha West got 50. Golden Pal 19, Dr. Shivel 18, Extravagant Kid 1, Life is Good 1, and this kills me. Three voter abstentions. What? Hmm. How what? are you not? Who are you that are, are yeah, abstaining? Why are, you absten- abs- why are you abstaining? Right? I don't know. Uh, listen, I get it, but I that was a surprise to me. So there, um, you asked me for a surprise. And how about our girl Jess? Yeah, that was exciting. I mean, Jessica Pfeiffer. Wh- By the who... way, she crushed it. 156 first place votes to John Geraldo's 46. It wasn't even close. That's amazing. And uh, obviously, you and I are both big fans of Jesse. I've known her for 
I, God, I don't even know how many years now. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very proud of her. And she she made a great speech and uh, wish her continued success. And I thought it was a, a, an immense achievement. I wonder if like 10 years ago she ever said to Phil D'Amato, her, uh, what do we call him, stepfather? Stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, I wonder if I'll ever I'll win an Eclipse Award before you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, anyway, uh, br- good, good ceremony. A lot of, lot of favorites. Uh, one and uh, yes, the two we've discussed, I think, are the two surprises. I would agree. Right. Um. Okay. So the second thing is, it's full patrol. Oh, you love the full patrol. Yeah, I've been seeing all these. <laughs> they are. I have to say, they they're are cute. cute. I mean, they're they so are freaking cute. I know. I, did you see? Uh, I just actually was texting with Jeff Bloom. Okay, so that is the, my number one thing on Full Patrol is that Midnight Bisu just had her cult by Curlin, and he looks just like her. He's just completely black and with this fuzzy little brown nose. He's adorable. Now, let me ask you this, Michelle. This is interesting for our, our guests. I'll, I'll give you a layup here, okay? Would you rather have um, the, the your baby look like the dam, or would you rather have it stamped by the sire? And I'll use like Justify for Ooh. a good example, where he's right. uh, most of his. If you Flashy. look at a lot of his horses, have that big white you know slash right down the middle of their face. Um, what do you think? So that's that that depends on the on the sire, right? Like take more than ready for example. More than ready has like no butt, which generally isn't something that is desirable. But I feel like a lot of his babies that are lacking in like a high hip still run great. So if you have a mare that's really hippy and the baby comes out stamped more than ready, you're like, well, it's all right. Right. Got you. So you're okay. So it depends, right? I mean, yeah. Is it cool to, to look just like a justify where you can pick them out like the kittens joys you pick them out and everything? Sure. But if, unless it makes them faster then I guess it really doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't really matter what they look that's like. That's what we've got. Like, we've got a beautiful collected actually. And we have two collected. I have two collected too. Do you? So, okay. Do yours, do yours have the interrupted blaze like he did? Yes, actually it does, I think. Right? So a lot of collectives have like it's a blaze up top and then it's a break and then it's like a blaze at the bottom of their nose, which is what collected had. Um, and so we have one that looks just like that. And then we have one that's plain bay, does not look anything like collected. And Zoe was out the farm one day and she goes, well, that one's either going to be a complete dud or a champion because it's completely different than right. every other collected. <laughs> no, nothing in the middle. Right. Like I don't I don't want the all black kittens joy. I want the kittens joy that's chestnut with the four white feet and the big white face. Right? Oh, see, that's, I've always I, yeah, I've always heard that the, the well, you look at a horse like um, uh, Stephanie's kitten. Mm. She was I, I always heard that you want the, the plain brown the plain kitten ones. joys. Yeah. So interesting. Possibly. Interesting that we've heard uh, different things. Go ahead, uh, Michelle, with point number three. Uh, well, so point two and a half, just mm. real quick. OK. Is is the other. Hold on. Uh, is my volume getting louder or quieter now? Let me talk. Keep talking. Talk, 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 it's talk, talk. It's the same. Talk. It just okay. sounded like you were distant. Oh, I might have been leaning back from okay. the microphone. Um, okay. So 2.2a is that Serengeti Empress also had a baby. Oh. A little colt by Indom Mischief, and he is a looker. You know, sometimes you look at a baby and you're like, oh, well, I'm sure he'll grow out of that face. <laughs> If you go yeah. on bloodhorse.com, they've actually got like a little video of him and he's so cute. Oh, he's maybe got, we could tweet that. He's maybe got like that. just really great legs and he's got great proportion. He's got a nice hip. He's got a super cutie little face on him. Um, I, I mean, he's I have just to be adorable. honest with you, Michelle. I feel, um, I feel like I'm good at, at many things in horse racing. Nothing that 
sensational. I don't feel I'm very adept at looking at these babies and saying, this is a beautiful one. You know, right. they all look, they, they look very similar to me. I mean, I guess in the pictures, it's hard to tell if they're correct or if they have this or if they well, have Well, yeah, big that's hip. what you're looking for, right? If right. they're it's completely so, crooked it's so or difficult. not. It's difficult but it's to about, me. But it's like, I mean, I, for me, I look at like carriage, right? Like, do they walk around and like carry themselves like a nice horse? Or are they like, you know, nose in the ground and tripping all over and not paying attention like a complete dweeb to begin with? Yeah, that, that would be me, probably. I would be the dweeb. <laughs> Dweeby, dweeby yeah, Billy. I, I would be super dweeby. All right, um, very good. Okay, my third, my third thing of note is uh, Karma has a new president. Oh, <laughs> we didn't talk about this. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't we oh didn't, crap! Didn't. I forgot. Hold on, back what? it up. Okay, back so, it up. Back it up. Point two, point three. Yes. Enable had her first. Oh, one. enable. I because I forgot we hadn't done last week yes. either. So enable a cult by Kingman, and he has a blaze that looks a lot like hers. Oh. Um, He's adorable. Little Bay with like, it's almost like a heart on a string with then like a big body at the bottom. Oh, he's Wouldn't cute. Wouldn't it be cool to own a horse like that one day? An able or the full? The full. <laughs> I mean, what if you had that? What if that was yours? Like, what would you, I would literally probably be out there every day with the horse. I feel like, isn't that like one of the reasons that Mandy Pope just spends so much money on horses? Like not necessarily because like they're going to be great, but because she has like a collection of like amazing right. things. That's, like she's a curator, right? It might be. I don't know, but good for her if she does. I mean, that's okay. amazing. Back to my uh, point three. Is yes. New president of Karma. Uh, Have you ever heard of him? What's that? I heard he's a dweeb. He is a dweeb. Uh, you know, I've been on the board of Karma for probably 10 years at least and uh, got a call during the week. Our elections were coming up and Candy Chu, who has done a, an amazing job. This is uh, Matt Chu's wife and Candy worked for Santa Anita for years and years and years in their kind of publicity marketing department. She made all the signs and did everything. I mean, she's, you know, Candy. She is one mm -hmm. of a kind. She's one of one. She'd been the president, and uh, she, she, her and Matt have recently taken up residence in uh, Denver, Colorado. And uh, no. she, what? I said they're the wrong place? Yeah, they're in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I'm sorry. That was a total botch. I knew that. Um, and, uh, um, Candy just, uh, you know, she still wants to be involved, but she needed to step down and asked me if I would do it. And I, I, I gladly took the job. Uh, I have appreciate, I appreciate all the well wishes that I've received. And uh, we're going to just try to keep it going. You know, Michelle, you and I talk about it all the time. Aftercare, how important it is. Um, and, and we just need it out there. We need uh, more people, more support. It, it, it sometimes... It's a little daunting when I think about all the horses that are running mm -hmm. and like they're not all going to be stallions and they're not all going to be broodmares. Like, where do they go? Right. And, you know, when you put it in that perspective, it's it's almost a little scary. So uh, Madeline Ar Arbach, uh started this company. Um, I don't even know how many years ago, years and years ago. It was her her brainchild. And uh, Madeline, uh, we owe you a debt of gratitude. Lucinda Mandela does a great, Lucinda Love It, I should say, does a great job uh, kind of running it. And it's an organization that I really believe in. I believe uh, we're, we, you know, I had a couple calls already saying, hey, we should be doing this and we should be doing this. Listen, we, we, it's impossible to make everybody happy. We know that. But we're going to do the best job we can to take care of the horses. And that's our, that's our edict. 
that's our mission. That's our job is to make sure that uh, the California horses are taken care of once their racing careers are over. And we need to raise as much money as possible to do that and find also find good places to put them. That's really, mm-hmm. really key right now. Uh, a lot of these uh, retirement facilities ha- are not around anymore. So we need to find good places and good people that will take care of these horses. I also want to just mention too, like we had a horse, for, this is the first horse that we've actually uh, given to Karma. Mm-hmm. And the intake process is so detailed, like, and I'm friends with Lucinda. So we were just talking about the Colt himself because he's, uh, you know, he's not like the sweet lovey in your pocket type. Like he's sure. going to need someone really straightforward to work with him and stuff. And like her willingness to like learn about the horse before she's like, and then find the right facility for his like rehab and retraining. It wasn't just like, Oh yeah, bring him. We'll chuck him out and with this guy's place. Cause he right. has all our horses. Like she's like, okay, this person has a really, you know, uh, firm regime. So I think that he'd fit in great here. We, it's going to be a little bit of a wait. And it was like, just so nice though, to know that, okay, you're waiting for a spot that like this cult is going to fit right. into. Um, so I thought that that was really great. Cause that was the first experience that we've had sending a horse to karma. Well, that's and good. actually all of the girls that did the eclipse awards donated a, a portion of their host fees to their aftercare of choice. And I did po- donate part of mine to karma. Oh, thank you, Michelle. That's very sweet. And that's a great story. And there's going to be, listen, with any organization, there's going to be fantastic stories, and there's going to be some that, that aren't great. We know mm-hmm. that um, the reputation Karma had many, many years ago, that it did, there was some people who had issues. And it's a learning process, and uh, we've been around long enough now to know uh, what we're doing, and, and we believe in what we're doing, and we believe in the cause. So aftercare is not an afterthought. That's what we say. And when you own a horse, you have to have that as part of your – um, thought about it? exit strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not just putting the money up for the horse. It's not just putting the money up for the training. It's not just, there has to be a third phase of mm-hmm. what do I do with this horse when he can, he or she can no longer race. Right. And, and you need to have that kind of in your head. So it's really important. And I appreciate it. Uh, you calling it out. I, you didn't warn me about that. I totally forgot. <laughs> you forgot i guess I, you're not that busy then huh? no i had i literally was on a call right before we started and i didn't even think to bring it up so uh you know hey, listen we we're just trying to do the best we can for these horses you know uh, that's it. when we when we we obviously break our own babies and we break them like horses not like racehorses so they're not just on a track going sure. left they switch leads they do flying changes they stand they tie they train your trail runs oh yeah right yeah. So, but we break them like horses because we want to give them a really good leg up in their, in their next career, should they need a place. And actually one of the horses that we used, that we had broken and that we had trained ended up in Pennsylvania and any horse that we break, I list on their papers. Like if you, if this horse ever sure. needs something, call That's me. That's a great right? thing. Yes. So everyone should do that. Me. We hadn't had him in over a year. Um, and they called me and were like, look, uh, this horse is here. Do you want him? And I said, well, is he safe? Does he need anything? And they're like, no, actually, um, he's in the program and we've had him here for like a week and he seems to be like broke for everything. I'm like, Oh, well <laughs> he is actually broke for everything. Right. That's funny. You mentioned that. And so I sent her like photos and videos and she was like, this is amazing. Like that. He's basically like a, make sure he's off his race feed 30 days and turned around adopted. That's um, great. so I think it was, that, that was super rewarding to know that like that really helped 
that particular cult find his next spot so fast. Well, it is, and and it's good. There are other organizations, whether it's LRF Cares or the TAA, or it, you know, I know a lot of these partnerships have their own retirement things, and we we keep eye on our horses. It's it's funny. I got a. Uh, text last week from one of our owners that one of our horses had raced for this is not exact but it literally was like the 80th time in like right. a $5,000 claiming race and we instantly but was he winning them no he, oh. he had won one a little <laughs> bit but uh, no he would he ran up the track the other day but we instantly reached out to the trainer and said hey we're here if if you know we'd like to retire this horse you know we will we'll gladly take him and help you find a home and he said oh i'd like to try him one more time and we're like oh you know that's their prerogative right mm-hmm. unless you go in and claim him um they have the right they own the horse they have the right to right. do whatever they want and but at the end at the at the same time it's great to keep tabs on your horses and where they are because the yes. last thing you want is to have a horse wind up someplace that's not good and that I know West Point is very uh, into that as well. They yep. keep tabs on a horse, and if they drop in for a lower tag, they'll contact you like, look, if this horse needs anything or yep. if it's not doing good, please call us immediately. Yep, yep. All right, good stuff, Michelle. Why don't we take a break, and we'll get uh, Dominic on with us right after this. Just a reminder that the Ship and Win program is still in effect for Santa Anita Park, a $5,000 bonus for out-of-state horses, plus a 35% purse bonus to the horse's earnings in its initial start. Horses must have made their last start outside California and have not started in California in the last 12 months. First-time starters and stakes horses are not eligible for the program, but do remember we have fantastic winter turf racing. We've got our turf shoot, so now we can write races at five, five and a half, six, six and a half, as well as six and a half down the hill, plus those wonderful two-turn races, and the idyllic Southern California weather. Also want to remind you guys, coming up on February 18th is the $80 Santa Anita Feeder Contest. That's a $60 bankroll and a $20 entry fee, and you can win cash as well as a seat at one of the big challenges up and coming. Speaking of the big challenges up and coming, on the 19th, we have the $500 Santa Anita Challenge, which is a $300 bankroll, and you get a a seat to the NHC for that. And then on February 20th, the $500 Anything Goes Challenge, a $400 bankroll plus the entry fee, and uh, there's going to be some cash on the line for that. Looking for a good stallion in 2022 for your mare? How about Well, this... yes, I am. I knew you always are, Michelle. But how about this roster at TaylorMade Stallions? Are you ready for this, Michelle? I'm ready. Instagram. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Instilled Regard, grade one winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnight Storm, one of our favorite horses, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mishawish, n- uh, not this time. Who every time I look up, it seems like not this time as a win. Do you agree with that? Yes. He's the, he's the leading second epicenter this week uh, in a stake on right. Sunday at the fairgrounds. And how about new to TaylorMade in 2022? They have Nick's Go. All he did was win the Breeders' Cup Classic and probably be Horse of the Year. And I think this is one of your favorite horses, Tacitus. Remember Tacitus? Oh, Tacitus. Yes, you love Tacitus. <laughs> this is all at TaylorMade Stallions. Call Travis White today and get your mare to TaylorMade. Welcome back to the Owner's Box. Very special guest today is Dominic Savides. I did say that right, right? Yes, absolutely. Because I wrote it down with a lot of ease on it. Dominic uh, uh, owned one of the one of the brightest stars in our game recently, and that's Venetian Harbor. Dominic, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. 
Uh, no problem. No problem. Um, tell us a little bit about we, when people come on the show, we like to just kind of do a history lesson because this is this is the voice of the owner. So just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into horse racing ownership. Sure, sure. Uh, I grew up like uh, in Western Massachusetts, going to the track really with my family. And uh, I always tell people like I went to Disney for the first time when I was 24 in Vegas when I was five. So it was kind of like... I was brought up just like a gambling family nice. and I grew up going to Saratoga and um, that's like remained probably one of my favorite tracks to just be at and gamble. And um, actually I was like in college and me and my dad had always talked about getting a horse and because we were just going to the track every Saturday. That was our thing. And uh, we had decided we were going to go to the Keeneland sale and buy a yearling and like really get involved. And I kind of unexpectedly lost my dad. And we we were really close, and my mom and dad married like 30 years. My mom convinced me to kind of still go and try to find a yearling, and I brought her to the sale with me. And I was 24, and uh, I bought a Scat Daddy filly. That's when his stud fee was like 7,500, and Larry Zapp was my bloodstock agent, still like one of my best friends. You know, 10 years later, and uh, bought my first horse, and she ended up being pretty good. She won a maiden special weight and steak, placed in graded stakes. And uh, just kind of fell in love with the game. I like I did from a different perspective than a gambler at that point. Because I just, you know, as a gambler, I thought I knew so much, you know, handicapping. And then when I started, like, you know, going to the sales, all of them, because they're so fun, it was just a different aspect of the game that I came to love. Yeah, interesting that that you started it right away at the sales because so many people, especially recently, Michelle will agree, we've talked about people who've gotten in claiming or breeding, but you went right after it with the sales. Um, tell us a little bit about that experience when you're there and, and coming into the game. You even mentioned it a different perspective than just gambling. Yeah. You know, I, probably a little greenness, if anything, just like going right into the sales. Um, but that's how I saw like a lot of people where you, you know, you got 4,000 horses for sale and maybe you could have an edge. And uh, over the years we put together like such a great team. And I've made, like met so many amazing friends that um, the program we've kind of put together now has just really suited us versus claiming. Um, but I still th- I think that's a great avenue to go. Or even buying horses off the track. Uh, my uh, buddy, Jake Ballas, who's, you know, I met at that first sale when I bought my first horse, who's been one of my best friends in the game. That's what he, he does. He goes after some horses and races and, you know, you could be paying more at the sale and you could have a proven horse in a race. Yeah, they're very expensive ones, mm-hmm. the one that Jake buys. Go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> for sure. Dom, when you sure. went to the sale for that very first time, did you have any plan besides, uh, well, Dad wanted to do this? Like, did you think about what kind of horse you wanted or your budget well, it was, or it was what you were going to so, do with them? It was more so me driving it. Like, that. I was like, you're crazy. You know, I've, <laughs> I've had friends that were billionaires, became millionaires over this, you know? And um, so... Not really. You know, we had a budget and we stuck to it. And, um, you know, we almost went after a horse named Balance the Books. It was a lemon drop kid cold. Oh, yeah. And Yeah. And he, paid, he went for 35. And it was literally like the 10th horse Larry and I like, like looked at. Not even like, just looked at. And I'm like, we can't just buy this like first horse we land on. <laughs> and yeah, it ended up being pretty good. I know. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, it ended up being a, a greatest stakes winner for Chad Brown. <laughs> yeah, he ran like third in the Breeders' Cup that year too. I think a two-year-old it was wild. Uh, but yeah, that that filly was Kitty and she just she was awesome. Or she taught me so much about the game too. 
Um, she unfortunately passed away right after a race, which again, taught me so much about the game. Uh, Can we actually yeah. talk about that a little bit, Dom, just because I think that we talk a lot about adversity and, and how ownership is not always sunshine and rainbows. And that was your first horse. Um, yeah. And, and I, I know the circumstances were really too. wild. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I named her after my dad. It was always just real, like, you know, special. She had broker made and I had got offered a lot of money for her uh, by a lot of uh, smart people. And um, I just wanted to keep her, you know. And it was just about running her. And um, it was at Oakland. I was living in Austin at the time. And I drove up for the race. I'd never been to Oakland before, some place I really always wanted to go. It's like a seven and a half hour drive. And uh, we had opted not to run in a stake in Santa Anita. That ended up being like half a million and reducing down to like three or four horses. And I was, I remember like when all the horses scraps and we're in Oakland, I was like, oh, geez, you know. And um, that's why you never dodge a horse. <laughs> but being being there and uh, she she i was driving back and i had heard that she had tied up right after a race and something she never really did and she was five so it was just kind of like peculiar and um i went back to see her sar and i was driving back and pete pete and called me and said that she had passed and she it's really a rare, I even called one of my mentors, uh, Craig Burnett. I'm like, you ever heard of this? And he's like, no, it's really rare. She had fractured uh, her pelvis and the fracture mm-hmm. had uh, split an artery um, and she had bled out like really 10 minutes after I left. I mean, I remember just pulling, I had my buddy Dave with me. I just pulled her on the side of the road, just like, just so emotional. And I mean, it just, it was, it was really my only horse at the time too. And it was my first horse named after my dad. So all the feelings of losing my dad just came back immediately too, which is, uh, you know, I'll just say, but that, that was the case. Um, and you know, with that, you just wonder how it is to, you know, go find more horses and stay in the game because right. the ups and downs in the game are just so, just so polar opposites. And, uh, yeah, this that's is, just part of the game. Yeah, the, you know, <clears throat> of course it's part of the game. It's the worst part of the game. But how do you yeah. personally, Dominic, rebound from that? Your first horse wins named after your dad. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot to come back. How do you come back into the game after that moment? Well, I remember my the next morning my friend had actually had bought her uh, full sister, and he was having a full. I've been like, I, I was so emotional. I'm like, can I just buy like you know half of that full? And he was like. <laughs> And he's like, Dom, like, uh, chasing families like that just never works out. Trust me. And because I was just, and he was a good guy to just, you know, know that I was emotional at the time. But, you know, I'm, I was telling even my mom, like, this is probably the best horse I'll probably ever own. It's so hard to get a horse like her. And uh, I don't know. Larry is a good, good friend. And, you know, helped me through that because it really was just so emotional mm-hmm. uh, on me. And it just took a lot out of me. Um, because after that, it was just like, it was, it was just gone. It was so sudden. Dominic, so, uh, Savides, am I saying it? Savides, Savides. Yeah. I'm struggling with I've that. I've been called worse. It's but, okay. Okay. Uh, joining <laughs> us here on the owner's box. Let's get into, so what happens after that? How you, now I, I looked you up on, on Equibase and, and tried to find how many horses have you owned or how many did it take to land on a horse like uh, Venetian Harbor? Well, uh, we, we went and I started looking at the game a little bit differently, um, more as a business. And uh, we had bought some horses as yearlings to uh, try to pin hook. And 
we we bought a curling filly named Pacific Wind uh, with uh, my buddy Josie Aglia, and um, she ended up being pretty well. And we we sold a piece of her. We ended up being partners with Peter Brandt, which was a pretty awesome experience. Mm-hmm. And she moved to Chad Brown's barn. It was uh, really kind of cool getting to know him as a person and, and his devotion to the game too. Um, but you know, again, putting together such a great team, I've, I've been very fortunate to kind of get involved in very few horses and, and, and do pretty well. Um, and we've kind of always looked at it with a pin hooking aspect now, because we do bring like such a good horse to market that we're okay if the horse doesn't sell. Um, and that's kind of what happened with Venetian, you know, I, I went to bring her to the OBS sale. She went nine and four and I, mm-hmm. I flew from LA to Orlando thinking she was going to sell big and she RNA'd and I, was, I flew back the same day. I was so Were sick. you disappointed? Uh, like what was the feeling like when you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to sell a horse for a million bucks and then it doesn't <laughs> barely brings over 200. Like did she well, have what the did she, What was she, what was the RNA? Yeah. 205. Uh, 200, 205. And, and, where, you and know, did you I, have a live bid? Uh, you know, I can't remember, but people were trying to buy her right after the sale for like 175. Right. People I really respected that, like I knew what they did in the game. They, you know, get horses in that level and do well with them. But I just, you know, Larry and I always, I mean, I, we still have a text saying, he's like, you could, you could sell this horse for 175 and then we could laugh about it when she wins by nine and, and, and <laughs> I made it special weight. And we still have that text and exchange it when I disagree with him, especially he's like, remember this text? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Because, well, you know what? You can say, Larry, you were wrong. She won by 11. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And he even says that, too. He goes, I was off. I was off by two. Um, You know, and the the choice to keep her, too, um, which is uh, pretty big for me, especially uh, not sell her and breed her, uh, is something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, She should be going to Gunrunner pretty soon. And my other mare actually got bred this morning. I got a text uh, uh, to Yoshida. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, you've moved from you've moved from sales to um, breeding. You and you had your how, how unusual gave you your first homebred, right? A kitten's joy. Yeah, yeah, kitten's joy, and he, you know, he's two now, and he's really in the program down with Jesse Hopple, uh, who broke the knee. So he's in the pinhook program, or he's in the break no, pinhook, or not? He's in the he, Venetian Harbor Path. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually probably not going to offer him at a sale. I'm probably going to just send him to Richard Baltus. He's Turf, turf, and um, yeah, I'm probably just going to send him whenever Jesse says uh, he's ready. Okay. Yeah. And what's that but been like? We do like? have other horses to pinhook. I mean, last year, you know, we bought a Valiant Minister for twenty-seven thousand. We sold her for three sixty, mm-hmm. and and she's out fox. Uh, Jamie Ralph on fox. Yeah. Out fox. She's a really nice building. She's in my she, fantasy uh, stable. Yeah. <laughs> she is. I, mean, I have a horse racing remember, fantasy stable, and she's in it. That's awesome. She's such a cool horse. I remember Jesse calling me about her and be like, this Valiant Minister. Is, I mean, you remember Valiant Minister. He was really brilliant for that race. Oh, yeah. No, he uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, tell us, just tell, take us through a little bit uh, about your experience with Venetian Harbor. Obviously, we talked about she was so impressive breaking her maiden. That was back in December of 2019. Goes on to win the Les Virginist. Runs second in the fantasy, second in the Ashland, second in the test. Then she wins the uh, grade two uh, Raven run, which is one of my f- personal favorite races. Um, but there were a lot of ups and downs. There were a lot of, there was, uh, sure. she missed a lot of time. Just give us, give us the experience of owning a really, really top flight horse. 
Well, I think, I mean, there is a, a, a part of that that is particular because you can't run a horse like that all the time. You know, when they're competing at the highest level, they really need to come into these races so, so well. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. I think they're like, oh, well, you, you know, you've given us 30, 40 days. I'm like, yeah, but, like, you know, we're looking for a certain effort that's going to, you know, place her or have her win, obviously, in grade one. So, I mean, knowing your horse and knowing spots, I think, is, is really important with a, a horse of that caliber and not, you know, trying to make every race. Sure. Um, you know, being in 2020 and having a filly like that, you know, it was a, like, you know, a little discouraging because there's so many races that were moved, especially the Oaks. You know, I mean, if the Oaks was in May, I don't know if any of those horses were so developed as she was to, you know, make that, that, that run that early. Right. I think that would have been a, yeah, you know, so just, it was so exciting though, you know, just w- winning the way she did and, and Baltus did such a great job with her. It was a really cool getting to know him. Um, and I, you know, I'd probably send him more horses going forward to just seeing like the type of care he does at the barns. Cause I was at quite a few of them just watching. Yeah. And it was interesting along the ways and, and we can get into this a little bit, but I just remembered, I don't have anything in front of me, but I remember you were, you, there was times where you were fairly critical, whether it was the ride or someone else's ride or something like that. Um, and you're not afraid to be outspoken. What, 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 what is that, uh, part of Dom that, that comes <laughs> out, especially on social media, you know, and I'm, I'm just sure. looking, I happen to bring up a couple of the charts, Michelle, and I had forgotten this, you know, in the, in the, um, in the fantasy, you lost a Swiss skydiver and you beat She Dares the Devil. So you were holding very, very good company. But I just, I remember a lot of, you know, the random tweets that from Dom, like either about the ride or. Well, yeah, that... because you don't send. Like sometimes you didn't well, send. That Was that the problem? I don't remember exactly well, no, what it was. So it was Not like in that again, race. It was, it was 2020, you know, so you really weren't allowed to go to any races. So you're sitting at and home and I you're mean, just, you're, you're going no, crazy. <laughs> no, I mean, really the only one I missed was the Oakland race. And that's when like nobody was allowed at races. But the, the, the test, you know, that's kind of like, I look at my home track. I flew there, did all the COVID requirements, like early COVID and was there. And I was really the only one there. Baltus couldn't get there. So it was really just Amy Delossi at the time was saddling for Baltus. So I think Jackie's Warrior had won the race be- before. I, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I just said to Rosario back then, I'm like, just ride him like you did yesterday. Gas. Just go. Right. No stopping. Serengeti Empress had just done it in the race before. So we knew the track was playing crazy. It was Gamin. You know, we're, you, know, you know, we're not as good as Gamin, but the way to beat her was to push, especially right. at that time. And... You know, if you go back at the race and you look at it... They went 22 and change. They went 22 and change. I mean, regardless of the time, you just look at his body. And, you know, that was not the plan, you know? And I flew all the way there. And you look at, like, so many factors that go into owning a horse. And then, you know, these guys, and I have so much respect for them. They put their lives on the line. They can do whatever they want. And that's part of the game, too. And... You know, you could go into it more about, you know, those riders knew, knew what the plan was. And it just, you know, we weren't beating be that day. And regardless, it just didn't happen. And races right. are immortal. <laughs> it's interesting, though. But, it's it's kind of interesting hearing you talk now. And I feel like you're, you're, you're laughing about it. You're giving respect. 
But I, so is that to say that a lot of the the uh, we'll call it the dom kind of attitude that you see on social media is almost a little bit tongue in cheek, like, hey, guys, like this was, was supposed to because I, I sense there was there's anger, but I don't sense that anymore. Have you learned from that? No, no, no. I always <laughs> I, no. Like, I mean, I've never met you, say, so I don't I don't know. Oh, I, well, I always say what I mean, mean what I say. And obviously time heals anything. You're going to have some kind of retrospect. But, you know, what I went there to accomplish just wasn't accomplished. And it's always disappointing. And, and the way it started, that whole thing on Twitter was just like me, someone asking, like, why we didn't, you know, take the race a certain way. I'm like, well, that's what I wanted to do, but that's not what happened. <laughs> right. And that's just kind of how it all unraveled. Uh, and, I, I mean, it, it, <laughs> there's so many things that happen in the game that, just happen and you're not going to rerun races you can't and once they're in the books they're in the books yeah but to be fair if they would let people rerun races billy would have run rerun a couple races this weekend oh yeah for sure well yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. listen if 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 i had any luck right now uh i'd be really dangerous but dom you know but i hear michelle i we talked about having dom on and because i know you know he's a little bit of a controversial figure he's very outspoken but i'm hearing a a different side of it and that's what i kind of like and i just want to make sure that this is you know this is i don't think there's anything wrong with speaking your mind michelle you speak your mind constantly i do yeah all the time that's why you're great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you're good at what you do. That's why you, the people like the people like Dom respect you. They don't respect me because I just I'm just have to be quiet because now I'm the president of Karma, as you brought I, up. Oh, Karma can't Love speak Karma. your mind. I got I got it. Yeah. How we let's talk about aftercare for a minute, Dom. Have have you been involved? Um, um, what's your thoughts? Let's let's Michelle and I always like to bring up a little aftercare corner. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I used to donate uh, to the Hippity Hop. I used to have my, uh, I've done it three times back at Del Mar. That was fun. Can we bring and that I back? The, uh, I, that was Please. So that yeah. was so fun until all the jockeys started cheating. We used to gamble on it too, me and Joe specifically. <laughs> That's great. We used to bet Hoppity Hop. I remember, I, like, it was funny. But uh, the last time you did the big drive, especially when Howard Grossman and uh, the Alicia family uh, gave a big donation, I was I, I called in too. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Well, we appreciate absolutely. it. We appreciate all you could do. What's what do you have in the hopper right now? Any good young horses that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, you know, like uh, um, Michelle said, I'm breeding, I'm pin hooking and racing. Um, so what's your kittens joy's name so we can put it on our list and billy's at <laughs> sure. Baldus's barn so he can spy on it for yeah, me yeah i'll spy sure sure when you get there i actually named him stonks after uh the stocks stonks which is uh stonks stonks and uh okay. he's, he's out of how unusual um who won the red carpet for pender back when oh i remember i bought yeah well, I, um, wait, Dom, real quick, sorry to interrupt you, but Billy and I were actually talking about uh, Kittens Joy stamping his babies beforehand. Do you have a blatantly white-faced Kittens Joy, or do you have a plain, boring Kittens Joy? Oh, he looks just like Kittens Joy in the sense that he has that blaze, and the dam has that blaze, too. He's got the white socks. And I actually own a share of Kittens Joy as well, so I'm a big Kittens Joy Oh, nice. Uh, Excellent. Well, maybe you can answer yeah. our question then. Do you think that the that the stamped kittens joys are better than the boring kittens joys? You know, it, I they're just never physically impressive, and I feel like that that's why they're <laughs> that's... not that commercial in a sense. 
they, but they're runners. They just, they run, you know? Sure. But, you know, you're never going to be wowed by a kitten's joy at the sales, in a sense. And I mean, I, can, I feel like that's his stamp, like the very, like, you know, unassuming ones. <laughs> Well, Dom, let, let's let's close it out. We've taken up more time than we've, we've even bargained for. We appreciate you coming on, explaining everything. Obviously, we, we uh, um, uh, love the stories and especially the ups and downs of this game. For a new pe- person that's getting into horse ownership, give us a little advice. The one thing that you've learned, you talked a lot about perspective and what you learned in time. What, what kind of advice would you give? Uh, one thing when I was uh... – someone offered me money for a horse a mentor said to me he said i'd rather be sorry with the money than sorry with the horse and and that was something that always stuck out for me looking at it as a business perspective uh but you know going into it i think just kind of try if you're going to change things try to change one thing at a time a lot of people you know will try to change multiple things at one time with a program that they have um i've seen you know things go the wrong way we just try to change too many things but getting into sales is difficult. I guess going into claiming is probably easier when you develop a relationship with a trainer and create a team. But really, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But it is important to get involved. I like that. I like that. Keep it simple. Dominic, uh, we appreciate you coming on. We wish you the best of luck in the future. And uh, Michelle, nice grab. Thanks. Well, he got stuck sitting next to me at dinner at the Eclipse Awards. Oh, so. is that how this happened? <laughs> I knew Actually, something. Well, the funny thing is I've asked Dom probably 10 times if I scroll back to my Twitter, will you come on my show? And he kept putting me off. Oh, well, not right now. Maybe later. Try me next time. After the next race. Why are you giving him like a like, squeaky voice? He doesn't talk what? like that. What is that? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, I, just, my well, I didn't have anything terrible. going on. You know? Oh, so Yeah. You were he, just... he, just, he didn't want to come on. And then he got stuck next to me at dinner. Okay, and but I told him he either had to buy me an Hermes purse that I wanted or he had to come on the show, and here he is. <laughs> All right, well, let me ask you this. I mean, Tom, it wasn't painful. No, sitting next I, to me, you're coming on the show. Well, I know sitting next to you is never painful, especially if you're <laughs> drinking. Michelle explaining switching leads as a visual art was something that <laughs> I'll never forget ever. That's or my girlfriend. We yeah. were laughing. Fantastic. <laughs> we appreciate your time, my man. Have a good day and continue success. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, it. Dom. Bye. All right, let me see if I can say it right. Dominic, Dominic Savides. Savides joining us here on the horse, on the owner's box. I always screw that up. Uh, all right, Michelle, what do we have uh, coming up at Santa Anita this week? Um, so coming up at Santa Anita, I talked a little bit about the feeder contest that we have going on. So if you're a handicapping player, I highly recommend getting involved in the feeder contest because it's a low price point for an entry and you can even just test your foot in the water to see if you like it or not. Okay. And then, you know, maybe you'll be able when to qualify or Friday, maybe you, you like said? it. Um, yes, it's on Friday. Well, should we play? Sure. All right. Maybe we'll do something. Sure. All right. Um, also we Mon- have Monday Pasad- holiday, holiday racing, right? Yes. I'm not there yet. Oh, Jeez. Sorry. I got excited. Pasadena stakes on Saturday, the San Simeon on Sunday. Oh. And then we have special Monday racing for this week. It's dollar beers, dollar sodas, $2 hot dogs. And we have the spring fever and the tis now. I'm so excited for two things. Number one, uh, the San Simeon. Because it is a uh, beer can man's going to run. Beer can man, yep. he's in my fantasy stable too, nice. Billy. Nice, but he's running against. I mean, that's a good field. He's is uh, he that horse Barra? What's his name? Uh, oh, Barraza. Barraza. Oh, he is up on against fire it. from uh, yeah, Vladimir Sarin and uh, David and Holly Wilson. 
But here's the uh, the most important thing is those two dollar hot dogs on Monday. Those are delicious. I know. I think they're totally underrated. I don't even know why they're just steamed hot dogs, but they're so stinking good. They're so good. I won't be here for two dollar hot dog day though. Oh no! All right, when are you leaving? I leave Sunday afternoon. Okay. Well, we will make sure we talk next week. Uh, have a great week, everyone out there. We will um, uh, want to thank uh, the In the Money Media Network uh, at. If you want to reach out to us at on uh, Twitter at the Michelle U at BKLRF at Own a Horse to tweet the show. We appreciate all everybody listening. We sorry again for we're sorry again for missing last week. We had some crazy circumstances, but we're back. We appreciate it. And we appreciate all our sponsors, especially Santa Anita. And when it comes down to time for Delmar, we get them involved. Um, anybody I'm missing, Michelle? Taylor Maid. Taylor Maid. Taylor Maid Stallions. Uh, Nick's Woo-hoo. Go. Nick's Go winning the Eclipse Award. Good for them. Um, all right. We will uh, hopefully, hopefully see you next week with from uh, Saudi Arabia with Michelle. Thanks, everybody, for listening.